When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a cow got loose and started running alongside an Oklahoma City highway. Tony Kornheiser, I saw that cow was moving. It was utterly fearless. I knew you'd go. You like these jokes? Are you into these animal videos where they show like a lion running down the street and people are climbing back into their cars and a lion is like loose. Have you seen these? I'm, I'm, I'm addicted no. to these videos. Yeah. Well, if I ever saw a lion come at me, I would get back in the car really quickly. Yeah. I would do that. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Angels fire Joe Madden. The Oilers get swept. And Mark Messier joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the news that the U.S. Open will allow everyone who has qualified for the event to play. And this means that people like Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson who plan to play in the Saudi Golf Tour event in London this week, will be allowed to play in the Open next week at the Country Club outside Boston. USGA CEO Mike Wan said, quote, we don't track personal beliefs and who funds them. It doesn't mean we don't care, unquote. Wilbon, what do you think of the USGA's decision? Tony, I got a lot of different uh, reactions inside of me about this decision. The first one is that I understand that single events that invite and are therefore invitational you know, can say, you know what, we're not inviting you, like a kid's birthday party. We don't have to invite every kid in the class. Yeah. But on the other hand, Tone, when we start to deal with, with, with sort of leagues or a tour, it's not going to withstand legal challenge. It just isn't. And it's just ironic to me that, of course, that golf, you know, the last of the great exclusionary sports, that, that golf is grappling with this decision on whether to exclude based on anything. And so, you know, we, 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 we confront this now because of Phil Mickelson largely and his very public challenging um, and his sort of, you know, being in between and saying he wanted to leverage the PGA Tour. We, we, we find ourselves in an interesting position. But, Tony, to me, it was a no-brainer. And that they, I told you yesterday or Thursday or whenever it was that these guys were going to play in the U.S. Open. They were going to because I don't believe the U.S. Open and its governors have the guts to keep them out. I don't. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's about guts. Like, if I had qualified for the U.S. Open, if I had done what I'm supposed to do and I qualified, and they told me I couldn't play because of some other event I was in, I'd be going to court for an injunction in two I, minutes. Yes. I would try to do that. So let me, let me just backtrack for a second. The PGA Tour has been threatened. The PGA Tour is not the USGA. No. The PGA Tour has been threatening to ban anybody who plays in the Saudi League events. Okay. I have always thought that they were a hollow shell. They don't run the majors. They don't have any majors. They tried to make the Players' Championship into a major, and it didn't work. Their big event is the FedEx Cup. You can't name three people who ever won the FedEx Cup. So they were entirely, they were and are entirely dependent on the majors saying you can't play here. And that gives strength to the PGA Tour. Well, that didn't happen. And I don't think it'll happen in the British Open because so many people 
you know, are, who are in the Saudi tour are European. In terms of the Masters, they're going to do what they want. They always do. And the PGA doesn't matter. And I'm going to take a little time here, and I'm going to refer to my notes because this is important to me. I think this was a big win for the Saudi golf tour. I think this policy of allowing people to play in majors means that a lot of people will play in the Saudi tour because you can play in majors and make money, and that's what they want. Mike, I would have liked to see a whole lot of golfers say, I'm I'm not going to take their blood money. I'm not going to do it. I'd have liked to see a whole lot of golfers say, I'm not going to be part well, of sports washing. Apparently, apparently, a whole you know, lot well, apparently I'm not, have. Well, I don't know. We haven't started the process now that the majors are available, yeah. seem to be available. Then they say, I don't want to be part of sports washing from a repressive government, you know, like Saudi Arabia, which in Phil Mickelson's world, words has murdered the Washington Post columnist Khashoggi and executes people for being gay. But I don't look to golfers or any people in sports really for political courage all the time. And I think it also has to be said, Mike, that the United States government does business with Saudi Arabia and does business with repressive governments in China and in Russia. And the NBA did business for years yeah. with China. So to just ask golfers to take a That's certain right. position. We all make decisions right. on who we are going to deal with and spend our money with and cozy up right. to. I mean, case by case in a lot of these situations. So it, 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 it is difficult. But I just, I, I just find it interesting that golf is in this position. I do, given my own position in life historically. Let's move to hockey, where the Avalanche swept the Oilers and are now into the Stanley Cup final. Colorado battled back from two goals down in the third to win an OT. So what does this sweep say about each of these two teams? Well, first thing it says is that Colorado is much better than Edmonton. I mean, you don't expect a sweep in the conference finals in any sport. You don't usually expect that. I think the cumulative goals here were 22 to 13. That's a nine-goal advantage in four games. Scoring 22 goals in four games is amazing. It's not that surprising because Colorado in the regular season finished seven games and 15 points ahead of Edmonton. And Edmonton, for all of their scoring with Dreisaitl and McDavid, didn't have enough. And they got seven points last night, right, Mike? They had yes. one goal and six assists. But honestly, they'd never been this far before. They'd never been to a conference final. And you know how it is in playoffs. You talk about it all the time. You take step A to get to step B to get to step C. So you don't, you don't expect to go in there and win the whole thing the first time you get there. And that's what the Avalanche had to do, Tony. They won, I think, 22 games in 2017. And it's sort of like the, the baseball analogy would be like Houston and the Cubs and teams that really took their lumps and bottomed out and had to start over. And it took about four or five years, and they, they got all the way there. But the, the patience to me that it took Joe Sackick, of course, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest player in that franchise's history – considering he won two Cups in 96 and 2001 with the Avalanche. I mean, he now runs that team, and he very patiently, unlike other teams that fire coaches every minute and a half in the NHL, it'll fire him in the playoffs. He said, no, I'm going to stick with Jared Bettinar. I'm going to stick with him. He's going to be my coach, and we're going to get it done this way. And they did. So they've gotten to the Stanley Cup final, and good for Sackett. Who knows, Tom? Maybe Sackett will go on now to be like Jerry West, a guy who's in the Hockey Hall of Fame yeah. and has success also running a franchise. Maybe. I mean, he's got a long way to go to catch West in terms of rings as an executive, but you got to start somewhere. You can get one now. Yeah. 
I'll just say this about Edmonton. They should be happy. They finished fifth in the conference this year. Way behind some of the other teams. And they got to the conference finals. Yes. That's a satisfying season. We move now to softball, maybe for the first time in 21 years here. Now, I pitched in a bunch of softball leagues, so I like softball. Anyway, Oklahoma softball is a juggernaut. They lost to UCLA. They came right back and demolished them 15-0 to eliminate UCLA and make the finals themselves. That was Oklahoma's 40th run rule win this season in just 60 games. Oklahoma draws conference rival Texas in the finals. Texas is the first unseeded team to ever reach the finals. Well, by what chance do you give Texas of upsetting Oklahoma in the two out of three final? I don't know, Tony, about a two or three on a one to ten scale. I mean, Oklahoma softball is the 27 Yankees. They're, they're, they're Joe Lewis when he was the Brown Bomber. They're the 85 Bears. People appear afraid of them. I, I, I watched in fear as my Northwestern Wildcats played and scored the first run. And I was fairly happy in the opener of the World Series. And I think we lost that game 13-2. to two. I mean, they just, they just beat you in all ways possible. Oklahoma does it. It's spectacular. It's irresistible to watch, even though you know what the outcome's going to be. They only lost three games all season. So I just, I mean, I know it's a conference rival. I know they beat them once. I know that. One yeah. to ten scale, a two or three. And, Tony, I'm giving them more chance than I would just about anybody else who's outside the conference who would be completely afraid of them. Yeah, so I'm going to give them a pretty good chance, and I'm going to make a couple of analogies here. Now, they play in the same conference. They play two, three times a year four. all the time. Play four they times. probably, yeah, they probably recruit the same players. And Texas beat them once this year. So Texas is not afraid of them. And you know what this reminds me of? Georgetown Villanova. Oh, you yeah. play in the same yeah. conference. Yeah. You get to a circumstance, and maybe it works for you. It also reminds me of Rich Strike, the horse in the Kentucky Derby. You know how many people gave that horse a chance to win the Kentucky Derby? Zero is the correct answer. The last horse in the field, all of a sudden it goes out there and wins, and it pays like hundreds of dollars to win. Oklahoma is fabulous. They're 57-3. and three. The three teams that beat them got trounced in a rematch by an aggregate score of 39-0. But Mike, Texas won 47 games. Yeah. They got to be yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's not going to beat Oklahoma in the World Series. Tony. The 27 Yankees, who beat them? Nobody Who in beat Joe Lewis for about 12 years? No, nobody. Nobody. Okay, but do you like the Villanova-Georgetown yes, analogy? Yes, that's a good one. You see the possibilities that, You got me that? there. You got me on that one. Let's take a break. Coming up, how concerned should the Rangers be heading into tonight's Game 4? We're going to ask Mark Messier. Patrick Ewing is watching the show today, and he might be. He's going to say, I know these guys. How long are they going to dine out on Villanova-Georgetown? Later, did Joe Madden deserve to get fired by the Angels today? Patrick knows us. You know he's. You know what he's saying. I know these guys yeah. are still doing this to me. But that's why if you're in the same conference, yeah. you're not afraid. Yeah. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Pardon the interruption. Presented by Corona Extra. Part of Happy Hour. The Tampa Bay Lightning can even its series with the New York Rangers tonight, which makes it a perfect time for our first visit with NHL legend, six-time Stanley Cup champion, famed member of the Bald Brotherhood, Mark Messier. The set behind him makes it look like he's actually on the moon. Let me start with this. Ryan McDonough of Tampa Bay called Tampa Bay's late win in Game 3 with like 40 seconds to go, quote, a series changer. If you were still, or if you were again, the captain of the New York Rangers right now, as you were, how concerned would you be? And what would you be saying to the team in the locker room? Well, Ryan McDonough's right. It was a series uh, changer. Uh, you know, going down 3 nothing in any, any series is not, uh, is not a good idea. There was no way they were going to come back from that. So getting back into the series, uh, it's hard, you know, for me as captain, in anything that happens like this, uh, you know, a, a disappointing loss, of that magnitude. Uh, this is where experience come in, uh, comes in. That's why uh, experience is so valuable. And for me, I would just be telling the guys, let's continue to do what we've done all year. We've been effective. We've been a really good team. We've bounced back after tough defeats. We've got a great goaltender. We've got a great system. We've got lots of talent. We've got lots of youth. We've got lots of legs. Let's get out there and do what we've done all year and play with confidence. All right. It, it is just too irresistible to not go right away to ask you about the Oilers who you famously played for and who got swept, of course, last night. Mark, what does the franchise need to do to be in better support of McDavid and Dreisaitl and the cast that they put together? What, how do they make that next step? Well, the, the next step, obviously, is, is uh, you know, getting better support. Uh, you know, I, I wrote a book called No One Wins Alone for a good reason. is because you need the support around you in, in order for any great player to be uh, a champion. And, I, you know, I have so much respect for the players that I played with and what the roles that they uh, did for me and throughout my career. And, uh, you know, the, the, the team itself puts great players in position to make great plays at the right time. And without that support, it's hard for anybody to win. So, you know, they got to continue on of, of getting great young players into the lineup. And, uh, uh, but it was a good step for Edmonton this year. You know, I don't think anybody would have thought they would have made the conference finals this year, especially after some of the years that there are some of the uh, problems they had during the regular season, but they found their way there. They got a lot of experience for it, and they'll be better off for it. Again, referencing the Oilers, you played for a dynasty. When you watch the Lightning play, I know two is not a dynasty, but does Tampa Bay look like they're on track for that? Do you see a team there that makes you think of the great teams, like the one you played on, like the dynasty you followed with the Islanders? Are they in that class, Mark? 
Well, uh, two uh, Stanley Cups in a row in the modern day era with the salary cap is a, is a, <laughs> is a juggernaut. Uh, it's not easy to win one in a row, let alone two in a row, and now going on for three in a row. Uh, I have so much respect for what they're doing right now, and we were never able to do it in Edmonton, all the great teams we had, and we could never win three in a row. The Islanders are the last team to have done it. In order to do it, so many things have to go right, uh, you know, especially today with the amount of change uh, that teams have in personnel from year to year, injuries, fatigue. Uh, it's been remarkable. They got great coaching, great leadership. Uh, they got amazing nucleus, and uh, they're there for a reason. They're, they got the, the championship DNA. They've learned a lot. And when you win a Stanley Cup, it changes you as a person, it changes you as a team, and it changes you as an organization. And uh, they're showing that DNA this this playoff series. And uh, they showed it last game, coming back after being down two nothing, and getting a huge win for the Tampa Bay Lightning to get back into the series. I'll get you out of here on this question, but I'm just going to first say this. <laughs> it would have been so much fun if Edmonton and the Rangers played in the final and you got to call that game and people could have said to you, who are you rooting for? Who? Because <laughs> yeah. you've won cups with both of them. But I'm getting off that now. I'm getting off that. I got this. The Bruins fired their coach, Bruce Cassidy. Hockey teams fire coaches all the time. They fire them during the playoffs. They fire them during lunch. They fire them all the time. Whether it's their fault or not, and no matter what their record is before that, as a player, management seems to think that coaches are interchangeable. Do players agree that coaches are interchangeable and you can just can them? I, I, I don't believe that. I think uh, coaching is the most underrated position in a championship team, and everybody thinks that uh, just because you got a good team, anybody can go in there and coach. Uh, sometimes it's harder to coach a, a great team. you got a lot of different personalities. you got a lot of players that need a lot of ice time you're managing a lot of ego you're managing a lot of a lot of people that uh, you know are different stages of their careers and uh, to me a great coach is invaluable um, it is an interchangeable part it's easier to change one person than their entire team but you know sometimes there's a difference uh, difference of philosophy sometimes uh, a different direction maybe a different voice is needed you never know the particulars of any firing or or any hiring for that matter and uh, Cassidy will obviously uh, fall on his feet somewhere. He seems to be a great coach and uh, has had some pretty good success in Boston, but sometimes organizations decide that they need to go in a different direction. Thanks so much for being well, with appreciate us. Hope you it. liked Thank it. You we liked to be it. honest with you guys. <laughs> you're you're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Let's take one last break. Still to come, the Angels make a big move to try to snap out of their losing streak. A duped coach, John Shire, leans into the name, image, and likeness reality college basketball. So who do you think he would have rooted for? Edmonton. Would he have rooted for Edmonton, Edmonton. or the Rangers? Edmonton. You sure that's just you hate the Rangers? No. Because they're I-95. No. Maybe no. he loves the Rangers. I'm rooting for the Rangers. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 26th birthday, Christian McCaffrey. Panthers running back is great when he's healthy. Great runner, great receiver. 2019, McCaffrey played all 16 games. He was first team all pro. He had 15 touchdowns rushing, four touchdowns receiving, led the NFL in yards from scrimmage. The problem is the last two years, McCaffrey wasn't healthy. Played three games in 2020, seven in 2021, sidelined by ankle, shoulder, and hamstring injuries. Panthers were 10 and 23 in those two seasons. McCaffrey was the eighth overall pick in 2017 draft out of Stanford, where he was first team All-American. But as the cliche goes, the greatest ability is availability. Yeah. Happy 63rd birthday, a day late to my man, Jimmy Jam, one of the prolific songwriters and producers in America, popular music, specifically R&B, my music, he and Terry Lewis. Jimmy Jam, Tom, wants to know our fedora sizes. I told him, I have no idea Tony's fedora size. Seven and an eighth. Seven and an eighth is my fedora size. Jimmy, you hear that? That's a peanut head, seven and an eighth. You got the big head, Will Bond. I got the peanut head. Happy anniversary, Lincoln Riley, on this day five years ago. 33-year-old was promoted to head coach at Oklahoma when Bob Stoops surprisingly stepped aside. Riley quickly became known as a quarterback whisperer, developing Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray into Heisman winners. Riley went 55-10 and 10 in regular season games at Oklahoma. He won four Big 12 titles. But Riley was 0-3 in the college playoffs, losing to Georgia, Alabama, and LSU, all SEC teams. Oklahoma is going to join the SEC, but Riley moved on to USC, as storied a football program as there is. And Riley got his quarterback, Caleb Williams, to follow him and got Boletnikoff Award winner wide receiver Jordan Addison to transfer in from Pitt. You sound all in on this move like you think that SC is really a better job. I am not so certain about that, Tony. Yeah, I think he can get him to one. I do. I think he can get him to one. Happy trails to Joe Madden. The Angels fired Madden today after their losing streak reached 12 last night with a 1-0 loss to Boston. Just two weeks ago, they were 10 games over 500. The Angels dumped Madden just days after the Phillies dumped Joe Girardi and immediately won three straight. Madden's overall record with the Angels closes at 157 and 172 with no playoff appearances. Phil Nevin will be the interim manager. You know what? I'd like to see Joe Madden somehow come back to Chicago. Well, he's beloved. Seriously, still, Tony, he won that World Series. He's beloved. Joe, I'll buy the first drink anywhere, like on the corner of Rush Street, Viagra Triangle. Yeah. That you want to have it. Come back Madden on your bike. and Girardi. Hang out. Madden, Madden and Girardi won yeah, World Series. Chicago guys, both, both, both of them. them ties. Let's go to the big finish. Let's Duke basketball it. hired Rachel Baker as its first ever GM to oversee name, image, and likeness deals. Does that make sense? She makes absolute sense as a hire, Tony, having her background working at Nike and the NBA, among other places. But every school's doing this with somebody. Every school has to do this, whether they name a GM or not officially. 
The Winter Olympics raised the minimum age of figure skaters to 17. Okay, Mr. Figure Skating, you okay with that? Oksana Bayul was 16. She wouldn't have won a gold medal. I'm not sure of arbitrary age things. I'm not convinced. Eduardo Escobar of the Mets hit for the cycle in a win over the Padres. you got to be impressed. Well, you're homer in the eighth and triple in the ninth. Yes, that's going to be very impressive. Kentucky Derby winner Rich Strike drew the number four slot at the Belmont. Mr. Horsey, your analysis. I'm rooting for that horse. Nobody gave the horse a chance in the Derby, and he won. If that horse that everybody hates and ignores can win two legs of the Triple Crown, that's great. Last one, Jazz CEO Danny Ainge says the team desperately wanted Quinn Snyder to stay. Do you believe that? I don't know. I mean, has Quinn Snyder got some $100 million TV job like everybody else seems to have except you and me? I don't know. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Shout out to Mike Monahan. He careered it today. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, we're grateful for the jobs we have, by the way. Here's SportsCenter. You ever been with somebody who just shot in the 70s and it doesn't usually happen? You don't expect it? Yeah. You. PTI. Ooh.